0: Hey Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new special Geekscape special. This one is going to be all about Thor Ragnarok. So if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, there are going to be tons of spoilers ahead. As usual, I'm joined by Ian Kerner here. I'm um, sitting in his uh, lovely condo with stacks and stacks of comics and his Blu-ray collection and his Green Lantern a battery, and uh, this well, is a You geek don't usually paradise. describe the surroundings. I don't. Well, we we don't do it on video anymore. We, so now we've you have been to tell here. People what no, it is. We've been here so you know I've been here so many times that uh, the geekscape is just need to uh, have a context to uh, to where I'm at. Like visualize if you can, my friends, the ultimate man cave that is no cave at all, but the entirety of the condo. Everywhere I look, there is uh, geek stuff, and it's and it's awesome, but it's, it's still functional. And you could still bring a girl here. She would, if she made one too many comments though, you'd have to toss her. All right, that is where we're at. We're gonna be talking Thor Ragnarok in a bit. Um, This is Geekscape. Again, if you haven't watched Thor Ragnarok, get out there. I loved it. And there's gonna be tons of spoilers coming, so be ready for that. Ian, before we get into Thor Ragnarok, we gotta talk about the big surprise of the weekend. I don't, it was a surprise to me. Was it a surprise to you? I did, was
1: very surprised Ben <laughs> Bendis leaving Marvel for DC.
0: <laughs> you, the Bendis leaving Marvel to, to DC, for DC was uh, a surprise. I wonder how much more real estate he had at Marvel than he could... I mean, he'd written everything.
1: That's kind of the he'd point. He'd written X-Men. Yeah.
0: He'd written Avengers. He'd written he, he everything. Played
1: with, he played with all the toys. He's he did, ready.
0: All the toys, but Marvel's first family, mm-hmm. as I recall. I don't he, think he ever had a, a, a run, but obviously they were He wrote them about a, yeah. a full run, yeah. Um, and now he's headed to DC to write. They're big guns. Intrigued? Yes. Uh, do I have the same emotional connection with those characters that I do with uh, Marvel? Um, not as much. I'm definitely more of a Marvel person, but uh, DC's absolutely capable of some amazing stories. I absolutely miss the train on uh, Mr. Miracle, and I'm kicking myself... Because the I should, I know, and I'm hearing its legendary status, and I should have just trusted yeah, in King.
1: I told you, I said right away. I, I, I let and you know. you tell know. me to read so much. I don't. It's yes, not you true. do. Yes, you do. You tell me to read everything. Like you, I, I tell you to read some some image books every now and then. I never really harp on you about Marvel and DC stuff. Occasionally, I say a couple of books are good. That's about it. This book, I said, for all the hoopla about the carpets, I said it was the truest. Vision of like such a great homage to Kirby, that book He's
0: pointing at me He's yelling at me And we will get to homages to Kirby When we talk to Thor Ragnarok We 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 get to Thor Ragnarok When we get to Thor Ragnarok We will talk homages to Kirby Because that movie is a beautiful Multi-colored love letter to the man Uh, I loved that aspect to it But no The the piece of surprise That I'm talking about As I adjust my microphone The big surprise I was talking about Is that Disney Had been having Secret talks with Fox To Mm -hmm. acquire 20th Century and you've got to think that the whole point of it is that they have a focus on the X-Men Fantasy 4 franchises and Marvel. I don't I mean, know. I mean,
1: no, look, look, look. Talk that, to me. That, that, that's, that's a simplistic view. The deal that they're talking is worth so much more money, way too much money to think it's only about that. I know. Of course. Not, of course. It, as a fanboy, and it's so interesting to see people talk about it because there's literally so many things about a deal like that. It should be scary, and I think, as the true fanboy I am, I don't care. I just want right. Marvel over, you know, you, all the Marvel we, we can care together. Less about so the monopolization. What, yeah, whatever. Of Monopolize whatever, but the Fantastic Four and the X Men are going to be with the other Marvel. Characters? Great. <laughs>
0: fuck it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, we're gonna have we're all gonna have our messages coming from three corporations pretty soon. Right. But fuck it. Our media can be controlled. Uh, and we get all of our information from Facebook in Russia, anyway. So that's who cares? Right. I, I, I get to see—I'll get to see Wolverine and Spider-Man together. I don't care about the rest, you know. <laughs> yeah, Marvel's first family actually has a chance to actually, okay, uh, that's before it actually work, actually appear on a big screen in a fashion right. that is not embarrassing. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, where where are your thoughts uh, beyond that? Because obviously, uh, what I, the other thing I thought about was acquiring that, you know. Obviously they already have distribution of the Star Wars films from mm-hmm. Lucasfilm but now we will never see those versions of Star Wars with the 20th Century Fox logo on them, you know that we have on VHS. Right. And I was like, oh, so now that that is clean forever. Now it is all under Disney the history of it. And you got to think about 20th Century's huge back catalog. Well,
1: well, well you don't you know, you know, what, I mean? don't know what, what that person would look like. I mean, because you said something very specific about, about that logo. And, yeah. you know, they can acquire it and still keep certain things, you know, with, I mean, they have, they'll have rights and ability to cross over characters. It doesn't mean they don't have a 20th logo on it. Who knows? Right. Probably not, because that is a Disney thing. It's not going to be going back to 20th. We're never going to see what we remember as kids, which was exactly that. We would all, because we went to see stories Wars so many times that to us, the twentieth logo actually meant like right after you were gonna see a long time ago no, and It got like, too far, far away. every like, time you expect
0: every it. time you see the twentieth century logo, I at least I do. Uh when you hear that like the drums and this and that, you're like, da, 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 uh, da, Yeah, da, da, you're like da, 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 uh, the the the, yeah. the
1: fanfare, you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah I you watch expect Star it to Wars. blend right into da, 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 da. Yeah. And it and then it doesn't happen because that's because we all at our age, it was like you went you watch Star Wars like 35 times. Mm-hmm.
0: I remember one summer, probably the summer before my freshman year in high school, my friend Andy Dirks and I watched Star Wars so many times that we had the R2-D2 beeps and the Chewbacca stuff just down. Mm-hmm. We weren't fun to watch Star Wars with anymore. Yeah. And I remember freshman year, we watched Star Wars with a group of people. And that was 94 so it wasn't a dead period; like people did not watch Star Wars. It was definitely a few years before those right. special editions, and so and so. It just, people hated us because we're doing the
1: R two D two beeps as they're coming, and they're like, "What the Dude, fuck is wrong I, with you, yeah, nerds? I get, I, I'm a little older than you, so you may not appreciate this reference, but for me, like having you know VHSs wasn't actually common when Star Wars first came out. I had an audio cassette. That was the whole movie on audio. Oh no! Okay, th- th- this without was pr- narration. It was just the movie. It's just the movie on yeah. audio. No narration. On audio, yeah, and I, like I would listen to the movie. That, that's that's what that's what existed like in 1978.
0: Holy shit. I barely existed in 1978. I right.
1: Was, I was only there for one more month of it. That's what I'm, I'm telling you, is you weren't around yet. That's, that's what it went back to. So just, so I'm laughing, you're talking about the sounds, and all the sounds, like, yeah, me too. I would that's listen to had. it all the time. You have to understand, back then, to, to, there, you, I don't know if you know this, like there was a re-release of Star Wars. It was out, it was out of the theaters, it was re-released. Yeah. There was no way to see it in between then. Yeah, no, that's when my, that's when my father took me to see it. Right.
0: It was it was early eighties. No, no, no. I, no I'm no, talking no.
1: about before Empire. Oh, it was released oh. that I it, did not. know. It, it then was out of theaters. Then it, they brought it back again. Yeah, no. and it was a big deal. So no. you, you went as a kid. Literally, you go and you we would watch it again and again and again in the theater because there was no other way to see the movie. Right. <laughs> it wasn't out on video. There was no video. Right. That didn't exist yet. That was later.
0: <laughs> That's awesome, and I love that we're talking about Star Wars. Because again, and I agree with you, the the whole idea of these major media conglomerations like joining forces and becoming the only way that we get our messages is absolutely alarming. The monopolistic nature of it is very alarming. We all want to see Marvel being unified, and all this. Um, Namor will still be stuck at Universal. Uh, Universal. Doing nothing. Yeah, Universal will still have the. Uh, the rights to the Incredible Hulk, um, which now mean nothing yeah, because of yeah. this
1: movie,
0: which now mean nothing because the only the only story that we wanted to have left to be right. told was Planet, Planet Hulk. Hulk. Uh, okay, so let's get into it. And I love that we talked about Star Wars because this, in a lot of ways, has some amazing Star Wars science well, fiction in well, it. Well, How well, do you want well to start let's this? just say
1: that you know, with the second Thor movie, they made an interesting decision. They fully embraced the. Oh, as guardians are aliens. It's not even you know, there was always this idea which was sort of like this quasi Tony Stark Doctor Strange notion, whatever they're as guardians, they're extra dimensional aliens, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, and what what is it about what is it? Is it magic? No, not exactly. It's maybe a different kind of technology kind of thing. Right. So with with the Marvel Universe, prior to Doctor Strange, without really they hadn't fully embraced the notion of magic. So with Thor, was like, they're aliens. And it sort of bugged me a little bit in, in Thor, the Dark Realm, where you're fully, you're full-on so spacious. Is it the Dark World or dark world? Dark world, the Dark me. World? a Dark World, The Dark World. Um, and, well, there's a lot that bothers me in the Dark but, World. But, but my, my point is that, like, when you actually have, like, laser cannons, you mm-hmm. know, in Asgard, I was like, all right, they're just embracing, it's sci-fi.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? And, and there it, were
0: spaceship battles in the Dark World as well. Yeah. And, uh, but I also did love... That there were elves and there was some fantastical element to the dark world. Um, it's just, there were so many parts but, but of that movie again, that were
1: and, and, and it's established close, it, but it was it's established pepid. more so here that it, there is a singular vision that that it's just different worlds, it's just aliens, right, right. It's not magical. It's not you know they they basically establish it in the first Thor movie that the notion of Yggdrasil is there's just a group of worlds that happen to be interconnected by this notion of this world tree, but. Even in this movie You, you fall off the Biforce And you end up On an alien planet It's just A, a way You know They talk about You know The, the, major, the wormhole The major cities on
0: a, on a freeway almost
1: Yes Pretty much Exactly
0: uh, um, But there's a tiered system I believe mm-hmm. Because uh, In the second movie They're also falling Through realms So it's not in a,
1: They're realms Well they're they seeing, call them realms They're planets it's, Again It's firmly established In this movie too Asgard's a planet Right that's what it is. It's just... It's aliens. It's just different planets. They just happen to be interconnected by Drassil as, as... There's a shortcut within these. Th- those those particular ones are interconnected. So, as hella references in this. All right. They dominated those. She wanted to keep going. Right. So, I'm getting a little bit ahead of Oh, she wanted
0: to expand round. beyond the ones connected yes. by the,
1: the Rainbow Bridge. And beyond all their nine rounds. Yes.
0: Um, okay, Geeky so, so So, we first see Thor... He is trying to put an end to Surtur, mm-hmm. Sutur, surtur Surtur,
1: and I fucking love that scene. Well, th- this is the classic mythology aspect of it. Yes, the classic Norse mythology notion is that Ragnarok is the is the Asgardians Armageddon, and it's a, it's gonna come and it's gonna be Surtur who's gonna. I think, that, that's always been Norse mythology. And in the Thor comics, they've actually played with it many times.
0: Yes. They, they've had Ragnarok
1: a handful of times. And, and, and the last time they did it, they actually addressed the fact that it's happened many times. Mm-hmm. And this notion of this endless cycle of death and rebirth. Right. You know? And it's sort of a reset that happens.
0: So here you have that... I mean, I thought the scene to open the movie was... Hilarious,
1: absolutely. Hysterical. Just
0: Thor talking to Surtur, being the, like, "Hey, listen, no, no. I'm going to rip your head off, take the no, no, no. crown with, off your head." Me,
1: with, with with him wrapped up in the chains, yeah. and rotating, and, and he so funny.
0: I was dying, and just off the bat with the chase with the with the fire dragon and everything yeah. that leads you off of uh, there, and then meanwhile, you know, back on Asgard. We've got, uh, what's his name in charge of the, you know, he, he's kind of, uh, you, you find out that. A scourge? You find out that Scourge is sitting there in the, uh, you know, with. Heimdall's not there. Heimdall's not, not, not there. So you find out that he's not there. He's a disgrace. He's been run off. Uh, so something's off already. He's trying to impress those girls. You have the entire hilarious fucking sequence that is still pretty action packed, yeah. Of, uh, Thor trying to get off of, uh, Getting away from Spector with with his head, yeah. with his helmet, with his with his with crown, the head, yes. and uh, the whole part is as exciting as it is and as action packed as it is, it's fucking hilarious. And, I, and this is the movie I was looking forward to the most this year because Taika Waititi has been perfect every time out of the gate. What we do in the shadows is amazing. Hunt for the Wilder People is incredible. I haven't seen
1: his other movies, but now, now I really want
0: to. Oh, they're phenomenal. And they're the funniest fucking movies you're going to see. But they okay. also have this grounding. And they, are, they also have a whole lot of heart. And Sam Neill is fantastic in Hunt for the Wilder People. He's fantastic in his cameo here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a levity to it. But the, the criticism that I see of Ragnarok is that it's too goofy, too silly. It's just full of jokes. I don't buy that at all. I think there was a lot of gravity to it. I didn't think I, Hela joked her way through the movie. I think she all. killed a shit ton of people, including the Warriors 3, like they were afterthoughts.
1: Well, as funny as the movie is, and, and, and obviously the, the, and the, the, best, and the still, best movie yeah. to compare it to is Guardians, the first one. You know? I enjoyed
0: it more than Guardians. No. I love uh, Guardians.
1: I, I, I'm not arguing that, but, but Guardians is very funny, but it's definitely a serious movie and all that. Yeah, it's, I think Guardians is a bit different. It is but the way you're comparing. And this movie is actually I, th- I would say less silly than the thing about Guardians is Peter Quill's character is jokey but he's joking in like, a like like he's the joke even though he isn't and they're not heroes. Guardians—they are not
0: heroes. Yeah. This Th- Thor is a fucking hero. He Thor went down is there to hero, get that Absolutely
1: a hero. He's, he's always a super
0: hero. fucking hero in the beginning yeah. opening sequence. He's flying across a yeah. damn dragon. It's yeah. amazing.
1: There's never a moment in the movie where he ever accepts his lot. He's always striving to save the day. Right. He absolutely not for a second ever stops. Mm-hmm. There's not even a second of him going, "Oh, woe is me," and then have to find anything. No. There's none of that. The it's first movie had the stopped. self-doubt.
0: The first movie did, had the I'm, I'm not saying, worthy. No,
1: exactly yeah. what I'm saying. In this movie, there's none he's of that. He's in. That's it. He's going. He's doing it. He's going to find his way back. He's going to do it. It's absolutely hopeless. It doesn't matter. Right. He doesn't stand a chance. Mjolnir's been destroyed. Doesn't matter. He's going. Mm-hmm. If he's going to die, he's going to die. He's still going.
0: Yeah. It's been pretty awesome. Uh, and so, you know, he makes it back to Asgard. Yeah, the amazing fucking funny scene with the Matt Damon cameo. Well, well, well which not I'd only been, that, yeah. but,
1: you know, after the end of The Dark World, you know, with the whole thing, Loki taking over as Odin, you know, you definitely going to this movie wondering, okay, how involved this is going to be? And I actually love that they spent about three minutes. Like Thor walks up, he looks at the whole thing, and he just knows. Yeah,
0: he's like, Loki. not intro- even a This question. is a joke. Yeah. Right, with the hilarious Matt Damon play with Sam so Neill. And you're just watching this, you're like, dude... You know he's gonna pull the, the 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 Scooby mask off of this thing, right. and be like, "All right, everybody, back to work," right. because Odin's actually dying, quote unquote dying, and that would that opens the door for his daughter to return the banishment that she's he's placed on her. Yeah, which yeah. Is, and, and she's she's immediately coming back. She immediately comes back and destroys Mjolnir and is a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. There's beyond no fucking powerful. around with this. They're beyond powerful. And that's one criticism is that Loki was the only big, good villain in, in, in the Marvel Universe. You hear that criticism... I think that plenty of other villains have started to step up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I obviously lo- want Red Skull to come back in some form because
1: I've always I loved him. Yeah, Red Skull was a great villain. He great. Just, for whatever reason, they haven't brought him back. They haven't I mean, brought him it back. Seemed like they set it up. Um, there's some really obviously, solid Thanos villains. Obviously, Thanos has been like they've been developing him as this big villain. Oh, um, I mean, Malekith
0: know, is the one that I thought was a very
1: missed opportunity because I loved. I, I, agree just, I loved him. And, and actually, not not to get into the other one into a different movie, but. It's one of my biggest issues with Guardians 2 is that we didn't get enough Thanos in it. Like, I expected more. Oh, you that, did? What's that? Yeah, you did. Huh. I mean, that's what... Like, I thought that the treatment of... How, how did Guardians 2 not lead more into Infinity War? Even, I mean, at least there's a little bit of this, a little bit of setup for this and that. I, I
0: in agree. I think that the treatment of ego in that movie was such an awesome...
1: It was so much better than I expected.
0: Yeah, like I think what James Gunn did with the treatment of ego in that movie was awesome. The the second act is kind of where that movie loses me, uh, just because of the momentum yeah. and things like that. But but, but still, I'm not going to complain about Guardians. Two is awesome. Uh, well, it's it's well, fun. Well,
1: well, this movie, but so you, so you this mean, movie you, is you,
0: so it, compact and so
1: tight, it never yeah. fucking lets off the gas. Hell is fantastic, and yet, and to have Hella and have this giant threat, and then and then, I right, we put it on pause, and now here's this amazing frolic you have this detour tangent in the movie where suddenly all right, he's off he's gone you know she's doing what she's doing she thinks he's probably dead whatever and here he is and now we get Planet Hulk
0: which is crazy like that they fit Planet Hulk into a movie that not only is a Thor movie it's also only like 90 some odd minutes long
1: is that all it was? It's a really short movie. I was worried that it was going to detract too much. Or it was going to feel like too, too much like two different movies. And that was just it. Because he's so about getting back there. It doesn't. And the fact that Loki had ended up there also and time worked differently and all mm-hmm. that. And Doctor Strange great.
0: had he did it the whole thing with Odin. Well, guys, we got a Defenders movie. Yeah. Oh, the, It's got it Doctor not, actually, Strange. The Doctor Strange stuff got,
1: was fantastic. It
0: was amazing. And we got yeah. Doctor Strange. We got Thor. We got Valkyrie. We got yeah. the Hulk. We got ourselves a Defenders movie. Yeah.
1: You know who's missing. I know. Because of this, you know, if you know, if you got your druthers and, you know, the merger happened, then we'd have Norrin Rat in it. Yeah. Which, by the way, was in Aladdin Planet Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> I got I mean, you. <laughs> th- 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 that's just it. It's, Thor took the Silver Surfer's place. Formerly played by our good friend, Doug Jones. Right. Well, actually, what's really interesting is in the comic, it's the Silver Surfer there. Yes. In the Animated, an animated version. It's actually Beta Ray Bill,
0: and in this version, it's, it's Thor. It's Thor, right? Um, so, I mean, we're skipping through a lot of stuff because this movie what? has so much in it. But, yes. but I mean,
1: and I, I purposely said that I just I'm set you up for you, for your little observation that No, I, I,
0: I love this movie, but I mean, come on. Like, first off, he lands in the junk mm-hmm. in Sakar, which does not look like the Sakar that we know from the comics. It's totally very fine different because it's the color and the treatment of it. You immediately see the Kirby influence on everything, well, which I love so much. That he has these weird helmets on the soldiers. The, the uh, it, it, it it's just fucking hilarious. And then, uh, I love that. I love that. Are you meat? You know, are you are yes. you meat? It's like what? Are you food? And so, uh, and then the introduction of Valkyrie was uh, a treatment of Valkyrie we've never seen before. Never. But I'm. Was, but I totally got it and it gave her an interesting aspect that I never thought Valkyrie actually had. I never invested in the Valkyrie You know comic. what
1: was interesting and I, it's only just occurring to me, the treatment that they did of Valkyrie, what it actually reminds me of, Of, I feel like they actually borrowed from the comics of what they did in Thor once he became unworthy. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's exactly when he became unworthy did and as the story goes we come to see that she's like this because she's felt unworthy. Right. I don't think that's an accident. I don't think that's a coincidence um, now that I'm thinking about it.
0: People like to criticize that comics aren't good anymore because, you know, all the classic stories are the ones that are done and comics don't have any new stories. Keep in mind, all the stuff in Planet, uh, in Planet Hulk and, and in Thor Ragnarok are storylines for the most part that just came about in the last 10 years. Absolutely. Like Planet stuff. Hulk, and then later the treatment of Asgard as a nomadic place. Mm-hmm. Right? Because uh, that obviously reminds I me mean, of the, the, when it comes to I,
1: I don't know if you've read. Do you know what I'm talking about, about about the un- unworthy Thor? Is that the
0: when, when Jason Aaron got the, you know, and he had to use the axe and everything now? Yeah. Like, I read but, all that stuff,
1: Yeah. So I'm saying But he just
0: it's, drunk it's, himself Into a stupor the whole time Yeah Just
1: drunk all the time yeah. Before he gets there I read point. it Yeah I mean It's literally exactly How
0: she was portrayed If trade. Jason Aaron and Is it are doing the comic If they're doing Thor I'm reading that shit Yeah Because they're, they're incredible Absolutely um, I'm bouncing a lot, around a lot And I know that What you want me to get to Is when you I mean God The Charlie and Chocolate
1: Factory Like, so like ride To introduce so Thor To the new and, rules of the Yeah game, and Actually the, doing the music It was just great
0: um and the Grandmaster, yeah,
1: amazing. So, so Jeff Goldman amazing. And their attitude is that they're presenting it that that the Grandmaster and the Collector are brothers. The, so I think, I wait, think wait, that's a wait, wait, would you say in the comics they're presenting that the Grandmaster... No in, in this, this, this that
0: the Grandmaster and the Collector played by Benicio del Toro and yeah. Guardians are brothers. Yes, but they,
1: have, they have similar flair. Well, well, the notion of brothers is a weird thing because the idea is supposed to be these elders of the universe that. Mm-hmm. Have just been around so long, so they're technically brothers, but that's how they're referencing it.
0: Well, I mean, obviously, in Jerry Diggins' run on Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. you see that they are this family.
1: Well, but that's not just Jerry. D- that that goes back.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and so I don't see why it's problematic here. It's not problematic. Okay. I'm just
1: saying that 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 that's sort of the, that, that interconnectivity exists, right? Which is why in the credits of Guardians Two, you actually see Grandmaster,
0: right? Uh, The best thing ever The Grand Masters Like temple Or his thing Has yeah. fucking Beta Ray Bill And all the champions yeah. On the side of it And they're Putting the Hulk's face On it mm-hmm. But You had to pop When you saw Freaking uh, Ares And Beta Ray Bill And has to do With the two faces uh, The uh, Bi-Beast Bi- <laughs> The Bye yeah. beast And you're just like Sitting there going Oh man Yeah I love it Just that I mean it's such a Prominent like clear thing mm-hmm. Beta Ray Bill's head And you're watching it well, I fucking yelled out loud In the well, theater Well the other
1: thing That You know Something the Marvel Cinematic Universe Has done a lot of Is They take things From the comics That are just the titles Right It's not just Because they have A certain cachet right So They actually Threw in the terminology Contest of the Champions Yes uh, He He runs Contest of Champions Yeah yeah. It was awesome And that
0: was a comic series. It was definitely something that happened in the comics. It, it, it was, and it was seeing the best comic characters fighting the other comic characters. Yeah. And they were forced to fight each other. Because every kid did that. Who would right. win in a fight? Right. Who would win in a fight? Who would win in a fight? Captain America or, or, or Wolverine? Who would win in a fight? Mm-hmm. The Punisher or Spider-Man? Who and would so, win in a fight? So,
1: so, so the ultimate thing of it is to say that, to throw that reference in there, and then next thing you know, you have Thor versus the Hulk.
0: And it was a contest of champions. Yes. The Hulk was literally his champion. Mm-hmm. And that Hulk, that fight is fantastic. But it's be- awesome. But before that fight, we get to meet the highlight of the movie for me. Two characters from Planet Hulk who I want to have a spin-off movie tomorrow. Korg and Meek.
1: Mm-hmm. Amazing. So funny.
0: I love Korg so much from the comic. And I was worried yeah. that we'd seen the end of Korg in Thor Dark World when we see... Uh, mm-hmm. what, what, what kind of race is he? What kind of alien is he? Uh, Thor recognizes it when he
1: sees him. He says, um, you're a blank blank, aren't oh, you? Yeah, it's... Um, but
0: we see one of them get killed in Thor Dark World. Yes. And, and I thought we, that was. We, we the we that might
1: be all we get, yeah.
0: yeah. I was like, wait, that was Korg? Yeah. No, you get a new Korg. Uh, and you get Meek, who's not as, like, mantis-like as he is in the comics. Right. He's very much more like a grub. But
1: I don't care because he was awesome and <laughs> he's got scissor hands. <laughs> he's got I, scissor arms. I, I, I have to say, I knew we weren't going to get it, but I did go in the movie hoping I'd see a brood.
0: Yeah. A brood would be huge, but yeah. that's obviously X-Men. I'm guessing. that's X-Men.
1: There's two ways of looking at it. No matter how you look at it, it's still a 20th property.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get a brood soon. You, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, hopefully we're getting a brood soon. Uh, well, oh, no, you're no. talking about aliens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about Ridley Scott. Yeah. Um, well,
1: for, for the listeners, the, the brood or an X Men alien that were basically. A, a, yeah, they were a basically. Rip off of aliens. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Um, I just think Korg was hilarious. In, in I saw criticism online that Korg was funny when he was first introduced, but then he was the same note over and over again. Mm-hmm. It, it, no. It was fuck good. off. That note was awesome. And he gave levities some pretty mm-hmm. intense scenes, including the. Uh the, the 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 abandonment of Asgard there at the end where you just see people getting slaughtered. Um he came in some amazing places like this arena I mean fight. actually at
1: the end there with the hole he has Meek and thought Meek's dead. Oh, he's actually dude,
0: I was so worried Meek was dead. I, I was my heart was broken when I saw him carrying Meek around and he's like, Oh, Meek's dead and then Meek wakes up and goes sneezes or something. He's like, Oh no he's not. <laughs> I love so Meek. Funny. And that totally opens it up.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: maybe for the next movie, I know there's a cliffhanger at the end of this film. Maybe, but uh that being said, um that fight, Thor versus the Hulk, it was the big, it was the big sell of this movie. Well, well,
1: before we, we talk get, about we anything get there, because
0: we're just professing love on this film. I know I don't know what well, criticisms well, we well, have. Well,
1: let's throw one thing out there, which is back to the Hella fight, and there's. um well, actually no it, I think that actually Comes a little bit later But I'm thinking about You know When we talk about Characters dying in this movie There are some big deaths In this movie Warriors 3 Yeah um, My biggest My one frustration With the movie Is that should have at least Been a throwaway line Of where the hell is Sif Yeah there was no Sif In this movie Yeah Jamie Alexander,
0: like there was yep. no Sif, which uh, you know she she made a She showed up in Agents of Shield, Where is she yeah, she's a couple. Of,
1: well, uh, she wasn't doing Blind Spot yet,
0: right? So you have um, no Sif in this movie. You do have Hemdell, which I mean, Intratel has become a bona fide megastar, yeah. But he shows up in this movie, and he's fantastic in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love his sort of Lord of the Rings ish take. You know, he's he's getting people out yeah. of Asgard that's occupied by Hela and her zombie right. army. Um, there Shazam is no was Sif. in the movie Shazam was in the movie For in like two three different shots. ways Shazam was in the movie In like two, three shots That first one was Obviously he plays One of the warriors three And he takes a knife to the chest And he's dead Right uh, The other way That Shazam shows up In the movie Is the ride the lightning yes. Reference of When Thor unlocks his power Of lightning god um, We're bouncing around a lot We're slowly going through The movie in order But
1: Really, were just there's nothing for me at least to criticize. The movie felt as I said. My the only real criticism I had was like I don't understand where Seth and for all we know that was in a, in, a, in a cut ended up on the fourth. Right, and um, you know, there must have been a throwaway line somewhere. You would think.
0: I love the way that there's different dynamics in the fight versus between Hulk and Thor. Mm-hmm. I love the way that Loki has uh, an interest in it. I love the way that it calls back to oh. the the whip back and forth so the Hulk and to Loki so funny when when the Hulk grabs. Thor by the feet and whips him back and forth as you saw Loki do uh, get the treatment of the Avengers.
1: Now now you know how that feels. Oh, was that so funny?
0: Yeah, and the whole time Loki is trying to hide from the Grandmaster that he has a relationship with either of these characters because he's working angles. Like, he's always working angles. Of course he is. But, Loki and Valkyrie come around when they realize that there's an actual true danger to Asgard and at the end of the day, that's their home. Yeah, and Helen needs to be put in her place. But there's a race to get off of the uh, off of. Well, uh, and and you are
1: jumping a lot because to the extent that we're saying it's Planet Hulk, let's talk about the Hulk in this movie. Sure. Let's talk about the fact that with every single MCU appearance of the Hulk, he's developed a little bit more. And the notion that I think they really demonstrate here, and I think I had read something on this earlier, you know, when the movie was being made. But the idea is that, well, as the Hulk's been around. You know, he's, Banner's on the Hulk for a little while. And I, there's something of this idea that, well, the Hulk sort of ages only in terms of when he's around. So the Hulk is slowly getting more capable of communicating. He's kind of aging. Right. the way I see it. It's like, now he's like this toddler. And now we've seen the Hulk, and we we learn very quickly that the Hulk has been the
0: Hulk for two years. Right. But Banner's, saying, Banner's so, been, impri- so, been kicked out of the driver's seat the point for two is, years. So now he's
1: talking, but now he's, he's talking, talking like a little kid.
0: Right who's a massive id running and, around and he has tantrums right? and he throws things and he's upset uh, Thor does win that fight by the way which is yes, pretty awesome Like Thor wins the fight and if not for the Grand Master stepping yes, in he was going to win he was going to win that fight which is pretty fucking awesome which
1: mind you is consistent with the comics and the comics is Thor does not beat the Hulk's strength but he'll win out when he just fully uses the lightning right that's how he be, he can't beat the Hulk's strength Hulk is the strongest one there is. Right. That is true.
0: But he's not the best fighter.
1: Well, it doesn't mean he's the most powerful.
0: Right. Uh, so here we have this scene later on where, like, Thor comes to and um, he sees the Hulk come out of a bathtub. <laughs> that's gonna. Oh, be, my God. It's in my brain. Uh,
1: that's now in my brain. And uh, they're like roomies for a little while. It, I mean, and, 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 and they, they said about this movie that it's this little, like, buddy comedy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it fully becomes that. Both you and, and and two great different dynamics: the Thor Hulk dynamic and the Thor Banner dynamic. Yeah, are both hysterical and fun in their own in their own ways. Yeah, and the working together, thing, all of it is really great. But they've got it. Uh,
0: hopefully, with Loki and. Valkyrie's help They've got to get off Of Sakaar And they've got to Get to Asgard And they've got to Save it from Hela And by the that's, way that's the What, what about all The get. Tony
1: Stark stuff the, the digs of Tony Stark With with the clothes And all that
0: Right Because Banner Doesn't have any clothes on, on Planet Hulk On Sakaar And when they find The Quinjet uh, Banner only, His only option Is to wear Tony's clothes I love how the Sakaarians Worship the Hulk Like they love the Hulk Like there's well, sure. Hulk tossing. parades They're tossing green Up in the air and again, it lends itself to this amazing palette that the that the movie had, mm-hmm. especially in the in the cigar sequences. Everything looked amazing. I can't say enough about the Kirby looks of this yeah. movie and why Kirby like it. Guys, it works. And the fact that we have Fantastic Four movies that don't embrace the full Kirbyism yes. drives me nuts because his designs work throughout the Sakaar sequence. You see the Grandmaster's uh, guards, you see the soldiers, you see the ships, you see the buildings, mm-hmm. you see full-on Kirby, which we saw some of obviously in the first Thor movie. And uh, Kenneth Branagh did a good job of when he first introduced us to Asgard. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cool Kirbyism going on in Asgard and then in the in, in the Asgardian Temple that was in the throne room. That was really cool. Never to this extent.
1: Yes. I mean, this is straight ah. up the most Kirby movie we've ever seen. I think it's very important. and It's funny. Um, I was in the car with my girlfriend and we're driving, and you know, I, I referenced, I saw the the billboard up the other day, and I said, "Oh yeah," and she, I told, I was telling her how great Kate Blanchett was in the movie. She's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, oh, oh, that? Oh, you mean Mufson?" I was like, "No, that, no, I mean Hella." Right. You know, and she's <laughs> like, "Oh," and, and, and it was literally like she's like because she, visually the cue was to her it's Mlefson. I was like no. That's Hella. Right. I said, that is everything Hella was. I mean, it's Hella. Right. That is. With very Kirby's. Yes. Like her. And that's her why crown. I'm bringing it up. Yeah. The crown, that's Hella. Right. That is Kirby's Hella.
0: It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, so the Sakar sequence, you got to get off of Sakar, and uh, you're going to love Hunt for the Wilder People, because not only is Sam Neal in it and in mm-hmm. this film, but the Grandmaster's second in command, that woman. Yeah, I know. Who has like all the. She just She's has funny. a fucking chip on her shoulder. Oh, it's so funny. She's an, that actress, I don't know her name, is an amazing part of Hunt for the Wilder People. Has so mm-hmm. many amazing beats. Uh, and I just love the heart on that she has against Valkyrie. It's like so She good. hates her. And that that chase sequence in the in the spaceships at the end of the movie where they're racing to the devil's anus, which is what they call this yeah. major storm slash wormhole that'll get you back to Asgard. Uh So fucking awesome. And it's just a... The design in this movie... Like Obviously, you see Taika Waititi's movies. And people talk a lot in the movies. But they're fucking hilarious. It's like Mm -hmm. the Korg stuff. The ad-libbing. The the improv. The character work. The dialogue. The strongest versions of those things here in in Thor Ragnarok... That's what those movies are built on that he made earlier. Okay, What really impressed me here... And I'm going back to that... Thor Hulk fight is just how dynamic that fight was, how many pieces it has. It went from grappling to fist fighting mm-hmm. to jumping up in the air to throwing across distances in this arena, to using the terrain, to using multiple weapons. It's a fight with a lot of pieces in it. Yeah. It's not just a hand-to-hand combat fight like you see in some movies. Mm-hmm. It goes through different phases. The chase sequence to get off of Sakaar is similar where you have uh a ship that has Bruce in it, it's got, uh, you know, um, uh, Valkyrie piloting it, and Thor's in it, and then all of a sudden it starts changing dynamics to where Valkyrie goes to dispose of some of the ships coming on, Thor's at the helm, and then ultimately Thor's going to go help out, and Banner's left trying to pilot a ship, he has no idea what to do, Loki's somewhere in there, um, but for the most part you have a constantly shifting landscape in this, in this chase sequence that makes it really dynamic and really awesome and fun to watch uh, along with all the different aspects of like people chasing them and then you have the environment becoming a problem and uh, you're working your way towards something called the devil's anus which also <laughs> has its own environmental problems. Uh, filmmakers out there, I just gave you examples of a fight scene and a chase sequence that goes through different phases and I think that's a key to really like making these things dynamic. You can still tell stories Mm -hmm. throughout these things. You do not have to stop your story to do a fight scene. You don't have to stop your story to do a chase scene. You can tell a story through these things and and it really was a part of Taika Waititi's storytelling that hadn't been showcased in his earlier movies and I was fucking totally blown away by it because... Clearly the dude could direct. Clearly the guy could work with actors. He'd proven that. Let's see him do a Marvel movie. And I was like, holy shit, this movie just rips. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, They get to Asgard. Time to save it. I love Scourge's character. I love how much of an ass he is at the beginning. And almost immediately upon Hela's arrival, he shows his cowardice and his remorse for what he's done in selling out his Asgardian people. And you know he's going to have that character turn. You know, at the end, he's gonna actually turn into a bit of a tragic hero and yeah. sacrifice himself a, a bit for, for so that this uh, so that this Noah's Ark of Asgardians can leave Asgard and move on into the stars. And I loved that part of his character. I love that you slowly start moving it. And people have been asking why was an actor of the caliber of um, Carl Urban. Carl Urban in this movie because that character I thought that character was actually pretty important and I thought well, Carl Urban I'll, I'll it took you, an actor well, like that
1: to play him not not to be too much of a you know of a comic book traditionalist on this but I was a little surprised to see them do him and not do him with Enchantress you know they done right. Lorelei on Age of the Shield you know her sister and I don't know I, I, I just I just felt like Scourge of the you think yeah. Scourge of the Enchantress are well they like, go the, hand, they hand, hand in hand, but what they did is they just jumped ahead to the Simons and stuff of right. that because ultimately in the comics he dies and then he becomes Hella's executioner and they did not do the literal Hella she's just the goddess of the underworld I mean they called the gods of death but they didn't again instead of looking at those aspects that are a little bit more. Supernatural mm-hmm. The Asgardians They've kept it More of the alien thing So she By calling the goddess To death They weren't going to Actually make it Literally That she's Governing over a, a, The next realm After people die but, And you how know? great it was That they used Hela
0: To do some cleanup In the Marvel Cinematic Universe They're like Oh That uh Infinity Gauntlet You got really excited About guys yeah. In nah, Dora 1 yeah. It was a fake So yeah. Because you're wondering, like, when you saw that cameo, of uh, the post-credit scene of Thanos grabbing Mm -hmm. the Infinity Gauntlet and being like, I'll just do it myself at the end of, I believe, Guardians. Uh, It was at the end of, it may have been at the end of one of the Avengers movies. It may have been at the end of Ultron. But you see Thanos grab the Infinity Gauntlet out of, like, what looks like a high school locker. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, I'll just do it myself. And you're like, wait, whoa, whoa. That thing's in Asgard. Nope. You learn in this movie, the fake was in Asgard. Right. Um, And I I do love the fact that um, they're acknowledging that some of this stuff had been, quote unquote, established already. Mm -hmm. They got to do some cleanup. Yeah. And they did it. Um, Pretty, pretty awesome, masterful job there. Uh, Again, Hela definitely has a chip on her shoulder. When she's looking at, when she's showing Scourge, the history, the prehistory that had been covered up by Odin, her character has plenty of justification. Absolutely. Like, like she's I she's first
1: born and all of that.
0: The fresco sequences are what I love the most. It's a, like a really great way to tell that story and then well. show like she has nothing but
1: motivation. Well, an interesting thing they did here, too, and if you think about it, it, it actually you don't actually realize you're seeing a character arc because as we were saying earlier, we've already seen his arc in that first movie and he's, been, he's this superhero and he's consistently that, but there actually was more to it. And, and this is a huge departure from the comic, but... Who you're, to, tra- you're talking about Thor? Yes. Okay. To take, to have her destroy Mjolnir, and I remember thinking when I saw that in the, in the uh, trailers and even the beginning the film, I'm like, well, he must get it back because he's not the God of Thunder without it. Actually. Right. Like, but he's the God of Thunder. It's right. actually always been, it's actually a problem with, with, the, with the character in the comics is, well, if he's the God of Thunder, then why is the hammer so important so powerful? Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea was always, you know, whosoever has this power, if they're worthy, will have the power of Thor. Right. Well, then doesn't, that, doesn't that mean the power comes from him? Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I'm watching this movie, I'm like, oh, Held is getting her power from Asgard. Well, why is she so powerful? Why does she get her power from Asgard? And then the ultimate thing was like, well, no, Thor does too. He just hasn't realized it yet. Right. You know, the, the hammer was just focusing it, and he doesn't need it.
0: Right. You know? Right. Uh, I thought that their fight... Especially the 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 loss of Thor's eye, yeah, was a huge moment. It, well, it, it be... sh-
1: it's a great shocking thing, and obviously it draws the parallel to Odin, but you know, but more along the lines of again, you know, in the comics we have the whole this whole ancient king Thor mm-hmm. you know idea, and I mean it's definitely related to that. I find it hard to believe that he's not is he going to be in, in these any other movies without one eye? With one eye? I, I...
0: Um, one of my one of the things that that I was sad about in <laughs> Uh, Thor The Dark World was how much it eroded my sense of gravity When you'd have beats like uh, The illusion that Loki cast when Thor lost his arm mm-hmm. he, he had a sequence where Malekith cuts Or one of the dark elves cuts Thor's arm off mm-hmm. And you learn only moments later That it was just yeah. a piece of it was trickery from Loki um, Why not go through with cutting Thor's arm off? Why not making these giant character moments and I think that beats like that really hurt the, my feeling of gravity in something like the Thor of The Dark mm-hmm. World. It didn't feel like there was a whole lot to be lost there. A movie like this, Thor loses his eye. He does not grow the eye back by Same the end way of the, the movie. Same way the
1: warriors for killed. They're dead. They do
0: not come back. You crush Mjolnir, it does not come back by the end of this <laughs> movie. I did miss Kat Dennings because I love looking at Kat Dennings. Mm-hmm. But uh, the level of gravity what, that's introduced... What about Natalie Portman? I miss, I like I I like Denny. Yeah. I like Natalie a lot. Love cat Denny's. Um but the, when things are lost in this movie they stay lost. Yeah. When things happen well, in this movie they stay happening. And, and, and Banner is really troubled by the fact that he'd been trapped by the Hulk for two lost years. Tears. It's incredible.
1: Um you know what I got to thinking about and seeing characters like that get killed was and I mean I, it's an, it's actually an interesting place to go, especially now and doing this podcast, you know, on this date, um, in drawing parallels to the DC movies, and in particular what, what Zack Snyder has done, because you know when when we look at. Um, you know, what he's done there and, like, like treatment of the character like Jimmy Olsen. Right. And, you know, and I know, as upset as I was by that, I, I took a step back and I thought to myself, I said, all right, well, let's think about this. And I'm, re- I'm about to relate this to, to this movie. It's like, for people, for those of us that have read hundreds and hundreds of issues of Thor, the ancillary characters are really important to us because mm-hmm. they're part of this ongoing cast. The Warriors are very important. Yeah. But, but when you have a movie, well, they've actually had plenty of screen time in the yeah. Thor movies. And guess what? Probably isn't gonna be another Thor movie. Does it matter if you kill the Warriors 3? Right. We weren't getting a Th- Warriors 3 spin-off. But Zack Snyder kills Jimmy Olsen in the first right. star. And, of, and like, my point is, but, movie, but, but, yeah. but but his take, I'm not defending Zack Snyder, but his take there was, well, hey, guess what? I'm never gonna do that setup. I have no intention. They don't work for my vision of these movies. So I gave you Jimmy Olsen to acknowledge his existence. I hate what Zack Snyder did? I hate that he did it that way, but you know, at least with Thor, I was like, we had the Warriors Three for a while. But my point is just that here in this third movie, they can die. Yeah, and again, it, it felt. And the moment when it happens, like what? They can't do that. And I realized, yeah, of course you can. Yeah, it didn't well, hurt. What, what me. were you in, do in, with it? And Hogan didn't.
0: You know? In Hogan fought. Yeah. And Hogan was a badass. Yeah, big time. Hogan just wasn't the god of goddess of death, and. uh and, and, and what I loved was yeah Hogan
1: was not surrender
0: and again it not matter it goes back to this idea of gravity and for everybody who thought that this movie was too silly and that's like the criticism I'm hearing about this was like oh this movie was too silly no this movie had intense gravity yeah you lose Mjolnir you lose the warrior three you lose stakes. your eye Odin dies lose fucking Asgard yeah and not lose Asgard like we lost it they sacrifice Asgard and
1: by the way you know the movie early on you you know, we referenced the scenes with with Doctor Strange which were great. So I, love, funny. I love the level of power. Like, it's such a great transition. of you, We see Do- Doctor Strange, the end Doctor Strange. He's coming into his power. He's getting there. Now this movie, he's so much more powerful and, than he was. And
0: also keep in mind, we've just seen an intro where Thor is flying against a fire dragon, whipping ass at Suter. He's totally in control. He goes back to Asgard, still in control. He shows up in Doctor Strange's uh, domain, and all those trick shots where he is completely off balance. Right. Doctor Strange is just redirecting him in every shot. <laughs> he, he's like completely out of sorts. And by the way, it's one thing to do with like
1: the four. Look how easily Doctor Strange deals with Loki. Yeah. Like like Loki pulls a knife on him and he's like bitch please yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, Doctor Strange is not and, friendly and the Loki thing, at all. He, he was falling
1: for all that time. Yeah,
0: he was falling in thirty minutes. It's like Doctor Strange is not like Loki. Keep in mind Loki was the villain in the first Avengers movie. Right. Loki was the villain in the first Thor movie. Loki is a villain like that everybody thought was like wow it's the most respected like Marvel villain. Doctor Strange didn't even like lose right. a beat. You know? Yeah, <laughs> this fucking awesome. awesome. I thought,
1: like, really, like this is literally like Doctor Strange 1.5, and as short as it is, it's an integral piece yeah. of the Doctor Strange mythos within these movies. I love like, the flavor he's that now threw now badass. In. Yeah. yeah, I love the flavor
0: that all those cameos threw into it. Yeah. Well,
1: anyway, the reason I'm referencing it though is that you know, when, when talking about stakes, you know, you definitely get this sense of no, hell is coming for everyone. Mm-hmm. If Thor doesn't stop her. She's coming for everybody, every world. It's all happening. It's all, go- it's all going there, sure. you know? Um, so, and I make reference to that because, no, this is a serious movie. Right. And there were people, I think, I think the criticism is, oh, it's so jokey, it's so wisecracky, and like people trying to say it's out of character. But it isn't. I mean, Thor's always been this boisterous, you know, character. He's always had that. Um, some of the best moments in Avengers have been him with Hulk and that sure. stuff and the competitive thing and all that and the ego. You know, that's always been there. And it's just played up by, by due to circumstance. Sure. Um,
0: so the end of the movie, uh, they they find this, uh, Noah's Ark, and, and Thor comes into his own and having a throne and yeah. leading Asgard into a new phase. Uh, they did not land uh, above... Oklahoma As they do yeah. at the one point In the comics Well, well I have to uh, say
1: That I love the way They tied it together and Yeah I like the idea That it was actually It was you know Referencing Banner's line About the brain Being the, the strongest muscle I mean this was a smart plan
0: Yeah Smart plan They outthink Hela The searcher gets what he wants uh, But at the cost of
1: Asgard but the, the hysterical but moment is Of the, the Hulk Wanting to beat the shit Out they, of Soder Yeah and it's literally like, "Oh no," because you actually think for half a second that he's actually going to take out Surtur. And he's like, yeah, he goes, "Monster. <laughs> punch monster."
0: Yeah. It's like, "No, Hulk, this time you do not punch monster. We go on the spaceship." Uh again, my favorite sequence of the movie, my favorite part of the movie is discovering that Meek isn't dead. Cuz I am still holding out for that korg Meek like buddy movie. I can't wait. Marvel make it so. Uh, so and by the,
1: the way, even and Valkyrie gets a great character arc. Uh huh,
0: she did. She gave, her redemptive character arc was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so does Loki. Yeah, like they all guys. This is a really damn good movie. Yeah. This movie cannot just be dismissed as being a silly film. Like, Mind you, ridiculous. We've danced around it, but as does Hulk and Banner. Sure, of course, absolutely. Uh, the end of the movie, you got all these characters on this quote-unquote Asgardian life raft in space and Thor has taken his rightful place
1: on the throne. And and, and let's say this very specifically. Let's talk about the movie ends before the post-credits. Okay. So the movie ends, how do you want to talk about it? Well, so the movie ends where, okay, they've saved these Asgardians. Now it's an arc. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a Noah's arc. Yeah, they're taken off. They're going to find another planet. That's it. And... You know, it it always it struck me as interesting a lot of the time the way Marvel does their after credit sequences. Um, actually, um, Thor, uh, the Dark World was one of those that I felt if you didn't stay, you actually missed the end of that movie. Whereas, what was it? What was the end? Of, what was it? Well, because you actually see that he went back to Jane, and he's with her. Yes, and that's I felt it was an important ending to that movie for you to have a sense of okay that movie's story and their whole back and forth and their romance. Um, it's so integral to it. Whereas this movie and many of the others, the after-credits sequence is really just about the interconnectivity of the Marvel movies. It's not necessarily integral to the movie you just watched. Right. The movie you just watched ends with the and, Empire Strikes by getting and looking out the, the windows and you have yeah. these, these characters moving forward. Right? And, 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 and I think that's great. I think that's important. Now, now in th- this particular time, I think it actually works in two levels because the big ending that we get both is really setting up the next movie but it also takes away your happy ending.
0: Yeah, we've got this happy ending. The Asgardians are going to have a future and a and better tomorrow. And it's then all of a sudden you see this big ship, this Asgardian life raft and it is dwarfed by this mysterious, enormous whale of a spaceship that uh, just... Dwarfs it Uh Ian what the hell was that
1: Sanctuary 2 Sanctuary 2 So What is Sanctuary 2 Thanos His home base is Sanctuary And Sanctuary 2 is his mobile base
0: Okay his home base where we see him have his throne
1: Yes That's that's Sanctuary That's
0: Sanctuary Sanctuary
1: 2 is his mobile base It's a giant ship
0: it- Okay, and, that, and it looked like that, that in the comics. Yeah, that, that,
1: that's Thanos. Not even a question. Feige has actually acknowledged it.
0: Okay, so the, these poor Asgardians who've just survived Hella, yeah, the destruction of yeah.
1: Asgard. And here's the thing: it's very important to acknowledge that Loki saw the Tesseract. So yes, he, there's no way he didn't take it
0: before. No, the, yeah, he when it. He, when he was going to, for Sutter's helmet to throw it into the eternal flame and bring Sutter back to destroy Asgard, he's going to the he's going through the uh, uh, what is that? that? That's like a um, the, the the vault. The, the vault. He's going yeah. to the Guardian vault, and he sees the Tesseract. Loki kind of pauses. He took the thing. Yeah.
1: So, so the thing is, is I think going back to years ago when we first heard about these phases, and we knew after the first Avengers movie that it was going to be about leading the Thanos, we assumed that what we'd start getting in these movies, or at least in the closing credits, would be Thanos collecting the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. Which have been, you know, objects in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe movies. Um, I'll tell you my personal theory. Because there's a big deal where they've said they refuse to to tell what the name of Avengers 4 is going to be. Because it revealed too much about the plot. And they're calling Avengers 3 Infinity War. Right. My personal theory is, you know, as I referenced earlier, that they pull titles. Well, Infinity War... Was the second in the in, uh, of the Infinity Miniseries, right? Infinity okay? Gauntlet was the first one. Infinity Gauntlet was the first one, um, but Infinity War sounds really cool. I believe that the movie that we're going to get in May, it's called Infinity War. It's actually going to be the whole movie is going to be Thanos collecting the stones, and it's calling it a war because it's a war to get the Infinity Stones. And Therefore, my belief is the fourth movie is Infinity Gauntlet. Okay, so I you think, think it will be called movie? Infinity Gauntlet? So. It's so meaning it. that this movie is it's gonna be these big fights with Thanos yeah. getting more and more powerful right. and the ending's gonna be and guess what? And now he has them all. So the fourth movie is Infinity Gauntlet because now he has them all and now they're really screwed.
0: So the teasers for Infinity War that we've seen, obviously the first, this one starts out with Thor drifting in space
1: lifeless right. and he runs into the Guardians. Which, which seems to imply that this does not go well for this shit. No. I, I'm really worried. This I see really, that this, ending this, I think everyone dies.
0: This is not good for my Korg and Meek no, exactly. off movie. Not, not good for that this at all. This is not really it's good. It's
1: possible that, that Thor sacrifices himself and everyone gets away. But it including, Hulk, like
0: it including Hulk Including Valkyrie yes, Including yes. the characters You've just established Including Hemdel, Including Loki Yes But it sounds like Loki it. is going to Lose the Infinity Stone Or the, the, the Tesseract The, the Infinity Stone Well there's Stone. no way He's not losing yeah, it Yeah he's going to lose it To yeah. Thanos And then you've got The Hulk somehow In that battle And by the way
1: And we do know The Hulk is there We do know these characters Are in the movie We know that they're In the movie in the movie Loki's in the movie Right So And
0: Banner's in the movie Banner's in the movie so, you have the Hulk somehow surviving this match that is set up in the post-credits scene of...
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, shit. May can't come soon enough, dude.
1: Yeah. Oh, fuck. And by the way, the footage I saw at Comic-Con blew my mind.
0: Yeah, I heard it was awesome. Like, rocket shooting a machine gun and stuff. I heard it was Like, ridiculous. Thanos
1: grabbing the moon and pulling it out of orbit? Yeah.
0: Fuck. Yeah. Um, so you really don't think I'm going to get A Corgan Meek spinoff I really movie? don't
1: think You're going to oh, get it now I'm sorry die. Don't do that I'm sorry I
0: didn't bring no. you on here To depress
1: me Not buddy. with that ending Stop it Not with that ending
0: Well I'll turn, the TV. I'll turn it off Before that ending shows up Well that's all I'm telling ta- That's what I'm <laughs> saying is, you, know,
1: you, you know That's just it The movie ends And you have this great Hopeful ending And then you get that And it's like Oh guess what You're right It ain't that long to wait and by the way, let's just talk about that. Is we get Black Panther in February, is around the corner. I know. And then, boom, Infinity War in May. And then we get Ant Man and the Wasp Yay. in July. Yay. I then we're going to wait a long Wars. ass time for, the, for Captain Marvel. Maybe. We, yeah. Okay. Captain well, Marvel, I don't think it's until the following uh, March. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and well, then we'll be the fourth Avengers. Well, let's be real, Ian. Okay. We got Frank Castle visiting us first. Oh, yes we got some Punisher going hey, down. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm going to make the statement right now. I'm going to make the statement right now. On November 17th, I'm going to be wearing my Punisher t-shirt when I go see Justice League. So Punisher, yeah, it comes out the 17th. of oh, Marvel's me. giant fuck you, Damn. as I said in the email when I when I saw that news. Look at how Marvel said fuck you to the Justice League.
0: Yeah. They, they brought they brought the Punisher on the same day. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Ian, this is how we're going to have to work this out, okay? So... You can tell me. Yeah, uh, January, I had my own issues uh, that day. Yeah. yeah. So, November 19th, that Sunday. It's my mother's birthday. Okay. I got to drive back from San Francisco that day.
1: Okay. When is your mom going to celebrate her birthday? Uh, we'll do it on the 19th. Uh, we don't have to have a conversation on the podcast about scheduling No, no, our no, next no. We podcasts. do. We do. We do. Because the keepers
0: need to know when to expect this. Because we got to talk to Justice League. Let, and I'm guessing let, we're going to talk to Justice League on the 19th.
1: No, maybe but, the twentieth. Well, we get either the night of the nineteenth because I'll have dinner early, or the twentieth during the day. Okay, you can okay.
0: Geekscape is. I'm telling you right now because I already have my guest for the twentieth. Hmm. Uh, I've got my guest. What? Well, so, so 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 like so. You, so geekscape is. that that here. This is what the week of the twentieth is going to look like for the for the geekscape That's why I have the. That's why they're they're listening to
1: this. Justice League and Punisher They're
0: going to get The Justice League special Mm -hmm. They're going to get An actual Like Normal Geekscape From the Westwood One Studios
1: Okay Normal That's funny
0: Well not a special
1: Right I understand
0: You're not average You're not the average Geekscape I don't claim
1: to Not that the show
0: Has not fucking kicked ass recently Thank you very much Geekscape As my guests have been Fucking insanely awesome You're welcome (laughs) I'm very happy with the show Uh, But you're also going to get The Punisher one And I think the Punisher one Is probably going to have to be That following weekend I think it's going to be Close to that Friday Okay Because you're (sighs) not going to Have time to watch it. Fuck no Damn
1: I'm running uh, 31 miles The day before Let me just point out to you That that's the Friday After Thanksgiving It's fine for me What's Thanksgiving? I'm watching Punisher Okay I'm 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 letting you know This is where you Put the uh, guitar slides So so, so you're acknowledging You're going to get The Punisher It's going to take you A week after it comes
0: out uh, I, I teach that Tuesday okay. That Monday I've got Geekscape That night before That night of I've got Justice League Special with you okay. I teach all Tuesday I teach Wednesday Punish for Thanksgiving okay. And then we get together Thanksgiving weekend And we punish the Geekscapists okay. And then I bring you another fucking Geekscape The following Monday I thought it was ridiculous that I'm close to having to do Two Geekscapes in a week that is a week where I'm going to have to do three. Yeah. You Geekscapists and your needs. I hope you're happy, Geekscapists. I hope you're happy with this Thor Ragnarok special. There really is not a lot of criticism. There's one more post credit sequence. Yes. Jeff Goldblum. The Grandmaster falling out of the, the, his escape pod and being asked by the denizens if he is food. And then, of course, I'll
1: tell you, my, uh, he's like, uh, what, your rebellion buddies- went well. I caught a tie One of my buddies In the movie Actually turned to me And said He thought You know Watching the the credits and wonder what it's gonna be And he thought Oh wouldn't it be cool If it was Fenris On Sakaar
0: Mm -hmm. Who's the fuck's Fenris? The wolf Fenris
1: No who's The giant wolf That we just saw In In Thor Yeah we just saw it Yeah so if Fenris
0: had fallen to Sakaar Oh, I hear what you're saying. Because the, the last time we saw Fenris, he fell off the, the, yeah. the waterfall. Yeah. I didn't know the name of Fenris. I guess she did say it in the movie. Well, it's also in
1: Norse mythology, but yes. Wow. Um. Wait, how the hell did he get there? Well, that would been... falls through the portal. Yeah, that, but that might have been cool. But yeah. yeah. No, but, yeah, I mean Grandmaster.
0: Uh, I like the fact that the Grandmaster <laughs> had the curry favor with these rebels who were going to eat him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> throw a mag, throw a magnetic net on him. And he's like, let's call it, it's a tie. It's a tie yeah. dude. Jeff Goldblum is amazing in this movie. Awesome. I would love to see this character more. Um, I'd love to see Benicio del Toro back too. We only saw him in like yeah. post credit scene. Um, and obviously, Howard the Duck. Yeah, Howard the Duck. It feels like Thor finally found his legs in mm-hmm. this movie. This is the well, franchise. Again, that-
1: so, so it's an interesting thing. We made the Shazam comment earlier that. We now have a Thor going to the Avengers that looks very different than Thor. Right. Lightning powers thrown around. No Mjolnir. No eye. You know, missing an eye. Yeah, but um, for
0: the first two movies, he just kind of held court. You know, the first movie really had to establish Thor. And I thought it was great because it it gave us Hawkeye. It started to give us that bigger... That first Thor movie, I really like. The second movie felt like it was placeholder. Uh Which sucks because I love Alan Taylor... I love the characters mm-hmm. I love Malekith I love the fantastical elements to Thor that yeah. I felt could have been explored more but this movie is where I feel Thor really got the personality no, I loved it we, and, 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 and is the, personality as, as we the we third for to have.
1: movie I mean I haven't heard any talk but it's probably it yeah
0: that's what we're I seeing. would
1: think you know I, I thought it was great well the, each one got better and, and each one's box office has th- improved you thought Dark World was better than Thor 1? no um yes because Thor 1 um I feel gets really bogged down in the middle When he doesn't have his powers When he's eating breakfast Yeah, it's very slow Right um, I like the movie I like it yeah, a lot I think Dark, Dark World has a lot It has that humor you know, Joss Whedon definitely punched that script up a lot Yeah, you get the Chris you know, Evans cameos the, the, yeah, that are the, fun there's, and stuff. A, there's a lot of fun in that movie You know um, it, 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 Yeah, I, I do I, I think Dark World's a better movie than, than the first one was Okay It felt like it just held serve for me But I hear you This one,
0: clearly Brought its own fucking thing Yeah So fresh So awesome And I love the liberties That it was given Because Now we're re- Like it feels like It's really cooking with gas mm-hmm. Um Ian thanks for coming on the show man Thanks for talking Thor with me Sure Uh We never hang out But when we do This you, is our This well, is us hanging out Yeah you, you, you don't hang out We don't hang I don't I don't hang out I haven't been it, Come on We ain't got time for that We got podcasts is, to make This is what you do Uh So this is how Ian and I hang out You all get to put your ear to it you listen to it as a podcast. Um, next up, we got Justice League Geekscape. I'll be back in the studio with a brand new Geekscape coming up. Uh, if you need to find us, we're all over the internet. Just search for Geekscape. Ian is at Ian Kerner on Twitter, or Ian L. Kerner on Twitter? Ian L. Kerner. Ian L. Kerner on Twitter. That was not bad. Ian L. Kerner on Twitter, and uh, you can also find him in the Geekscape Forever group. On Facebook Go join the Geekscape Forever group That's where we have all the discussions The post movie discussions and stuff And uh, Ian is a regular down there So if you want to talk to Ian And test your own might Against the encyclopedic knowledge uh, And DC appreciation of uh, Ian Kerner Then you know where to find him Geekscape Forever Uh, And I mean it when I say Geekscape Forever Because I love doing this And I love talking to you folks Uh, Till next time I'm going to go home Hopefully, play some Mario Galaxy, uh, Mario Odyssey before I go to sleep. Ian, thanks, dude. Sure. Next time. Bye, Geeskevis.